What up, what up? It's Alex, the fantasy football hustler, back at you. Another episode of Hanging with the 420 Crew, and you know it is April 20th, so 420 edition. And if you guys aren't privy to the information, don't forget, we got a giveaway going down for all Patreon members. We got the Ricky Williams signed mini helmet with that 420 inscribed in. Winner's choice. We're going to have one winner, and it's going to be going down at 4.20 Pacific time, so about three hours from now. And we got the Ricky Williams signed mini helmet, a signed football, or a signed jersey. It's going to be winner's choice. If it's your first time here, make sure you subscribe. If you're on Facebook, make sure you hop over to YouTube, Facebook. They, they block a lot of things. So if you're on Facebook, just hop over to YouTube, Fantasy Football Hustler. We got a lot of guests who are on right now and who are going to be popping in and out. So just kick back. We got a lot of good stuff going down. Got a lot of good smoking going down. If you want to get signed up for the Ricky Williams giveaway, you need to get on Patreon. Patreon.com slash FFHustler420. Go ahead and get it in. And who's going to be the person who is going to kick off this Super Chat hype train? Who's going to do it? If you're on YouTube right now, let's throw in those Super Chats. Let's get it really, really hyped. And we're bringing out first my man Norris. He is repping the Canna Pro Wrestling League. Let's holla at him. Thank you very much. What up? What up? How you doing, man? Doing good. Just really hyped for this uh, this marathon that we're about to partake in. That's right. It's fucking 420 all day. It's just keeping it rolling all day. I uh, was in Lebanon earlier, or virtually Lebanon, and let's just keep it moving. 420 around the world. Yeah. Hell yeah. Guccini is going to be fire. You already know. Warzone Sports Network. Let's go. Let's get it. Give me money. 420. You already know. Bogart's going to be on a little bit later. Perry, what up, bro? Wish I could be there, brother. Happy 420, man. Don't worry. You're here in spirit. About to start smoking it up for you. And Robert, there we go. What is that? What is that, Norris? What'd you throw up there? Oh, I was just throwing up some originals. Nice. Some fire flower that came from this uh, Sanyo Canvas Farmer's Market Judges Farmer's Cup kit. Um, They had a bunch of different stuff going out. That's how I'm celebrating 420 today with all these different samples. Hell yeah. I'm smoking some Mike Tyson OG right now. Getting ready to get real crazy. Francisco, what up, what up? So Francisco is one of the guys who, he's a Patreon member, he's a YouTube member, and he's a Twitch member. So he's literally like triple dipping in this giveaway. So if you want to do the same, if you're already on Patreon, get joined up on YouTube. Uh, Just look right below the YouTube feed. It says join Click there, get signed up. You'll get the entries in right now. And also get over there on Twitch. Get subbed on Twitch. 
Get signed up. You'll get those extra entries in right now. I got my Twitch feed up right here so I can see if anybody signs up. And I love Ricky Williams, man. That's the, that's a stoner OG. I love Ricky Williams. I want to try to get in on that. And from San Diego. So the way you get in on it, um, either sign up on Patreon, which is uh, right below patreon.com slash FFHustler420, or you get joined up on YouTube. Um, just on the YouTube video, you'll see join right below. Or hop over to Twitch, Fantasy Football Hustler, and go get subscribed there. Got a lot of different ways. San Diego legend, Ricky Williams. And like two out of the three things are like inscribed with him putting like 420. That's like dope. on there, so it is uh, it is 420 edition Ricky Williams merch. That's dope, dope. And Antonio watching on Twitch right now. What up, bro? Getting ready to smoke right now, but we got a couple other people to bring out. You already know he is a recurring guest, my man Taco in the building. To quote the host, "What up? What up, y'all?" Shout out to all my people making, you know, a dollar out of 15 cent. I know this is a holiday for you hustlers out here, like, you know, Fantasy Football Hustler, the, the Canna Pro Wrestling Show. I'm a big fan of, of the culture and everything involved with it. You know, Snoop Dogg got a little thing going on, you know? Oh, yeah. Got a thing going on. Yeah. And Taco's in New York where it just finally got legalized for recreational use. So good times are ahead. Yeah. I think, I think, uh, what is it? Uh, Urkel and, and Snoop came out with the purple Urkel. Yeah. <laughs> I think I can't wait till that's on show. Some people will be buying <laughs> that. <laughs> Fire. Facts. All right. And last but not least, out of Twitter, my man Adam. It's all about the game. How'd you know I was a metal fan? <laughs> In the heat. <laughs> yeah. What up, guys? What up? Doing good. Getting ready to smoke. Um, why don't we just go ahead and pull everything out right now? I know everyone's probably waiting to smoke. I got a new Sherlock Holmes pipe. Damn. Uh, got it filled already with some Mike Tyson OG. Uh, throw it in the comments. What are you guys smoking on? Um, I know, Taco, you're uh, you're not smoking on camera. and uh, But I know Norris is. What are, you, what are you smoking on over there? Smoking on the Stilatos from the uh, Originals. Yeah. And how about you, Adam? What are you smoking on over there? Uh, it's actually it's a nice piece of. I actually just grabbed this one on. I was off camera, but this little piece of artwork that I uh, oh, that oh. I picked up several years ago, and uh, it's one of those where it's just uh, you know you you see one of those on the shelf, and you kind of just don't even look at the price tag. You're just like yes, <laughs> and then you figure it out afterwards. Oh yeah, I remember when I was younger, I had one of those uh, bongs with the percolator on it. That was my first like. Rich Bonk. Oh, God. It's just a different life. <laughs> yeah, man, those are great, but they're such a pain in the butt oh, to clean out. Yes, how do you are. guys do that? So here's, here's what I got to have on all my bongs now, this uh, this Ash Catcher. Yes. Mm -hmm. Those are clutch. Those are clutch as hell. Super easy to clean. I mean, then the water doesn't get all super crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, just that little spot there. But, yeah, let me do what Norris did. Uh, you guys could see it. I mean, it's green. So my green screen, it's kind of. Mike Tyson OG. Straight Even from the Mike back. Tyson, he's green, yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Perry. Blue dream, but heading out. So switching to the stizzy. There we go. Smoke well, fam. What's your favorite weed name? So, 
I get one of mine is the golden goat that that was just one that I heard it. And I was just like, man, you know, that that's some goat shit right there. And uh, it was just, uh, I mean, the look of it was super crazy. Just nasty orange hairs like all over it. Like it, it was wild. And um, yeah, that name, I'll never forget it. The golden goat. That's pretty lit. I'm loving cereal milk right now. Cereal milk. I don't know if you've seen this one by CBX. I think I cookies think also does cereal milk too, but that's my favorite go-to strain right now. And Damn. I just like anything that's new and different, you know. I mean, but a lot of OG. I mean, there's a lot of new cushions that come out, but it still feels like same old Kush. So yeah. some, some of these new hybrids kind of kind of get me. I think that's going to be what's so crazy about this new era that's going to happen with all the legalization is that you're going to start seeing even crazier strains start coming out because now people could legally mess with like the combinations of the seeds and growing it and not having to worry. So I think yeah. we end up seeing some crazy stuff. And it's just going to be super interesting to see what happens because all these nerds are now into it. And I love that because, you know, they're about making them right combination. They, they even have my friend was telling me they have like the boxes already made with like the plant and the seeds and the light. And you just plug it in and play and grow your yeah. own. Like, yeah. <laughs> making it really easy, really convenient yeah. for people who don't know, uh, you know, too much about anything. You just mm -hmm. they'll tell you what to buy. You get your light and um I mean, Not even, they, they set it all up for you. They'll literally send you like the pre-made box and all you do is plug it in. He was telling me. Yeah. I was like, now that is some high class. <laughs> I, know, I would love to come to, to New York and just do whatever I can to, to help help the scene out. You know what I mean? The legalization is happening in every state. I'm meeting with us and friends in New Mexico. We got a big event planned on uh, April 1st. You know, and, you know, around these big stadiums, around big football stadiums, big, big wrestling shows. And there's around I know around the Super Bowl as well. We can also, you know, around football games as well, too. There's opportunity to promote all brands. Yeah. You know, that Ricky Williams coming out. I'm pretty sure NFL is going to legalize weed here soon. So, yeah, I think NBA just recently had that where they when they tested players, they weren't, you know, if they had that, they weren't getting any fines or anything like that. I mean, that's the one thing I can say is that. Like even players like Ricky Williams, they were using it for medicinal purposes to help to alleviate from some of the pain instead of putting themselves on the Percocets and, and the Molly and the Oxycodines, which became so much more addictive because they're basically heroin in pill form. So it's a little bit crazy to me when you think about what the doctors are saying and they were like, hey, no, this is allowed, the liquid heroin in the pill form, but right. the stuff grown from Earth, no, that's bad, bad, bad. So I think just this, there's so much stigmatism in the community that I think the legalization can help just get people aware of what it actually is versus what, you know, the illusions of it are. And to your point also, I feel like there's also just a lot of money supporting all of those mm -hmm. opiates that you're just talking about, which mm -hmm. is a big reason why those are on the forefront. Mm -hmm. One, now that marijuana is becoming legal in places where they're actually able to sell it and they're going to be able to, uh, I hate saying it, they're going to tax it the same way they yeah. do cigarettes and stuff like that. But now that they can kind of have some sort of control over it, that's how I feel they'll be more open to using it in other leagues, especially NFL. The NBA we know is probably one of, if not the most progressive leagues. So yep. they've always been on the forefront of these types of changes. The NFL is like the stick in the mud that always will drag their feet until the very last second. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, and one thing too, like, I mean, just like with beer, you know, we, we, there's the Bud Lights, there's the Coors Lights, you know, there's those big main super corporate brands, but then you have all these small micro brews, you know, that you can't really get everywhere. They're exclusive. You yeah. know, some you can get them, you know, they'll deliver to certain states, but some you literally have to live like in that state, in that city where right. they brew it or you can't get it. And it's going to be kind of similar when it comes, you know, to cannabis. Like there's going to be 
certain farms in California, in Colorado, you know, that you got to be in those states around there just to get, you know, their exclusive strains. And then I'm sure they're going to have the Marlboro greens, you know, like literally Marlboro, you know, cannabis cigarettes, you know, that are available in every single store. And then you're going to see people start moving to those areas. So that's how it's like, if you ever want to try to figure out a place to invest in, figure out the place where you think the best of this, this is going to get grown. And that's where you want to start getting to, because that's where everybody's going to start flocking to afterwards. One of the coolest things I always thought about doing, especially because like it was never legal in New York, but now it is. But I always want thought the, the idea, like how all these vineyards are out here, like on Long Island, they have vineyards with, set up with bed and breakfasts. Yeah. You had a butt in breakfast. Where literally yeah. you just grow it in the back, <laughs> have your own exclusive string to like the, the to the bed and breakfast, and now people come in. Yeah, I'd like pancakes and the pancakes. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden they smoking and eating and just you could have so much fun with that. I just I think the businesses that are going to come from this are really going to be uh, super innovative, and I think there's going to be because it's such a culture like around it and the way people interact. It's so laid back. It's so mellow. People like, you know, from Woodstock on down, there's been so many different huge events that they've, they've had around it that I'm just really excited for it to be legal and what these businesses are going to do now that they can do it on a regular, like Friday night this or Tuesday night that. It, I think an age of innovation is really going to be coming in the business world um, with this. And one of the most fun events that I've ever gone to is the, the Southern California Cannabis Cup, <laughs> where... I've heard that it's a lot bigger scale in like Colorado, um, but in, in California, it was kind of in a whatever area of Southern California, you know, not the nicest area. It was just in a huge like parking lot. But mm -hmm. just think about like a cannabis like swap meet, you mm -hmm. know, but like really dope, you know, not like, mm -hmm. I mean, just that swap meet feel though, because like everyone has their own booths and mm -hmm. like everyone's like giving away samples, you know, just because they're trying to get you to buy their products and stuff. And it was fucking amazing. Like you could literally go in there, not spend any money and get very, very high just by going through all like the free samples and stuff. And the, I know like Cypress Hill was there, you know, at one point, like had a booth and was there for like a couple hours, like doing like concerts. And uh, it was wild. And I can't wait for like more of those to pop up so I can go visit them in different states. That, that sounds a lot like a Jimmy Buffett concert out here. Cause I used to work at the beach, right? And Jimmy Buffett, when he were to come out here, all the parrot heads are out here. They have inflatables. They have the, the ice machines with, with the, the mixed drinks coming out. Ice luges. Everyone's smoking. They're eating cheeseburgers. Everyone's giving everyone everything. It is a blast. And I, I, that's exactly how I think things are going to be. There's going to be so much more stuff like that now. I mean, that's all I do is, is uh, cannabis events. You know, I've done a Clutch Talk, Blazers Cup, uh, you know, Unfortunately, I've never been to a high times, but you know those are the. That's basically where I'm trying to get to, trying to get, trying to get our experience into that event. So, all in all, the, those those festivals are where it's at, and you know, excited to get them all back here coming up in the next few months. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're gonna be at uh, the Bud Tender Awards at Mandalay Bay, um, at, at Vegas, May 22nd, 23rd. So, uh, there'll be some offsite parties where there'll be consumptions and samples as well too. But we'll be doing wrestling at at Mandalay Bay. That's awesome. Bay, so. Nice. Out there, get your beds in at that time. You know what I mean. Get your prop beds, get your fancy football beds, then come on check out the wrestling convention and the cannabis convention. You know what I mean. Nice. Well, I guess you can do bets online now, but I mean, either way, who, who, some, some people still want to go to Vegas and place those bets, right? You can't. You can't place bets online everywhere. I'm in California. You still can't place bets online what? here. Certain, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm I'm talking about like you know 100 legit places. Right. Yeah. 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 
Like I'm in, uh, I'm in San Diego. So, I mean, I, I could hop over the border. I mean, I'm literally like 20 minutes away from Mexico and you know, they have a big like sports book that's there, like literally TJ really? like right across the border. So, I mean, that, that's like one area for me, but you know, not everyone has access to that, but they just need to legalize it in California. So I can go to just FanDuel or DraftKings, you know, and just place bets like normal. New York being in such a pinch, it, it's a blessing because we're getting both. We're both getting online sports betting and marijuana legalized at the same time. So it's going to be a whole bunch of people smoking joints and placing bets on their phone comes the whole time. It's a whole new world out here, man. Dude, I, oh, yeah. I want to do an event in New York so bad. I'm, I'm dying to. But I know a lot of wrestlers don't like to do New York because um, there's you have to do the, you have to go through the athletic commission. So oh. like legit, like when you do a pro wrestling event, you have to run it just like a boxing event where you yeah. get everybody tested. You have to get licensed for everybody, wow. and it's kind of a deterrent. So that's why a lot of times promotions go to New Jersey and things like that. Interesting. I'll tell you this: the the whole tri-state area, they are so receptive to it. Like the the hood out here is like OG, and like I have a lot of friends that actually are in like local wrestling leagues. Like they do like local tournaments and stuff like that. So there is a huge market for both the consumption of, of the flower and of the wrestling market. So I think if you came out here, you would definitely get a great reception. And there's so many different places that you can have it that you know, especially with the economy being so down, they'd be receptive to something like that. And I think that with it being legal now, maybe the state commissions might be making some changes, you know, hopefully shortly. Yeah. And I saw Francisco talked about Mexico. Mexico recently legalized, you know, gambling legalized, weeds legalized. I don't know how, like how accessible the weed is yet, but you know, I, I know they had a, had a, uh, they recently had a convention down in Mexico city with, with, with pot, you know, as a focal point. So, you know, it's good to get these athletes there because, you know, just because it's a week convention, I've seen Ricky Williams at these pot conventions, you know what I mean? Yeah. Speaking out, being an advocate for, for marijuana. So uh, it'd be huge to get uh, to get everybody from every region to kind of be advocates for where it's at. And then we can really make this move, move and boom. Yeah. Someone who I met at the Cannabis Cup was John Sally. He's a real huge uh, advocate of, uh, well, you know, just marijuana in general. But being an ex-athlete, I mean, he's someone who – talking about how he doesn't like popping the pills and uh, he would much rather smoke you know and yeah same thing with the, the godfather we have the godfather coming out to our show on june 19th but uh yeah he's a definitely a pot over pills guy and you know obviously we know the you know the track record of wrestlers after they leave wrestling you know what i mean is not always the, the glorious one you know so uh he's definitely feels like you know his use of weed is is why he's not like so many of his other peers so uh, and he's always proud to give that speech to an event so uh, we're looking forward to seeing them give that speech here in San Diego. So definitely invite you to come out, though. Yeah, and he was always representing, too. Right. On this like, literally every time, let that blood up and say. <laughs> Classic stuff. Well, tell tell us about that show and tell us just about the Canon Pro Wrestling uh, um, League or show or whatever, whatever you guys call it. You got it. Awesome. Thank you very much. Um, we're, we're here. Um, I'll go back just a little bit, not too much, but we're here in San Diego with a pro wrestling school called Level Up Wrestling School. Uh, we're in La Mesa. We've been open for three years. Uh, we do events and other things like that as well, too. I really started adventuring into event entertainment, and that's how the Canada Pro Wrestling Show came. Uh, we started doing, you know, the... Uh, we started doing wrestling at the swap meets that you were talking about. You know, I did the shows in San Bernardino, in Vegas, in, in San Diego, L.A. We would basically set up a wrestling ring, 
and we would have vendors all around us. And then we just wanted to transition to something more legit and see if we can get some of these licensed brands that wanted to get sponsorship. Because honestly, those events were always getting shut down. And it's a pain in the ass to set up a wrestling ring and have it get shut down by the cops. You know what I mean? So sorry, hard enough putting on a wrestling show as it is. It's another thing to have cops, you know, potentially shutting down your show. So we really want to get something involved with the with licensed cannabis companies that kind of give exposure. Uh, because obviously, you know, cannabis can be advertised on social media. It's shadow banned or contents deleted. So we, we can advertise cannabis through wrestling. We can have the name around the ring. We can have the name on the canvas. Uh, and then we can even do a little step further. We can have cannabis in the storyline. So what? You stole my weed? Let's go settle this in the ring. You know, and all in all, the whole promotion, the whole Cannabis Pro Wrestling show is built on a front. And someone's basically going to collect that debt, you know what I mean? So it's all in all, it's, it's definitely a cannabis community culture. All in all, um, we're going to be at the Bud Tender Awards, May 22nd, 23rd. We got Gangrel with us. We got Damien Say Say Say's Lucha, Lucha legend, AAA legend that's coming with us. Uh, a lot of independent guys. I don't know how people, uh, if you are aware of what happens on the independent scene, but the independent scene is alive and well in every city in America. There's probably 100 wrestlers in every city, probably even more than that, 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 that want to be in the WWE. Um, but definitely, uh, the Canada Pro Wrestling Show, hopefully coming to a town near you, uh, Vegas. And then on June 19th in San Diego, we got the Godfathers, our special guest host. Um, like I said, about eight matches of the, some top-notch guys. We got Bestia versus Hunter Freeman. It's going to be a street fight for the number one contender for our California Chronic Champion, uh, held by Eli Everfly currently. Um, but yeah, we got, we got a lot of stuff. It's a, it's a wrestling show that, that promotes cannabis. Nice. And, and the next show is in June? Is that yeah, the next, next show here in San Diego will be June 19th in San Diego here in La Mesa. Nice. Uh, also check us out in uh, Las Vegas, uh, May 22nd and May 23rd. Yeah, I got a friend that lives in Vegas, actually, right right by the uh, the strip and everything. Um, so I'm going to actually tell him to go down there because he's a big wrestling guy as well. You know, he works with me on the whole sporting thing. He does um, videography and all that other stuff, too. So I think that would be cool. I'll, I'll try to tell him to go down there and then check it out. Oh yeah, awesome! Thank you. I can use some help on the video side because I just I go through video guys really fast. So. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll link up afterwards and I, and I'll set something up where we can all chat and see what's going on. Yeah, thank you very much. No problem. June nineteenth, I'll, I'll be there. I, I don't know what's going on, but uh, I, I'm sure that uh, yeah, I'm gonna mark it on the calendar. Definitely, love to see you there. Six one nine all day is what we're calling it. So there we uh, go. I like it. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> All right. Well, let me see. So I, I got a couple of videos um, queued up here. Just of some uh, some funny stuff from back in the day, and um, I got a I got a video queued up here at Cat Williams. Just his old school his old school comedy show, The Pimp Chronicles Number One. Let's all get ready to blow some smoke in the air and. Uh, We'll just watch uh, one of Cat Williams' uh, funniest skits, at least in my mind. And it was read-related, too. All I'm saying, you got to enjoy your motherfucking life. That's all the fuck I'm saying. Enjoy your goddamn life. Life is fucking short. Enjoy that shit. Some of y'all just need to smoke some weed and see if it don't help the quality of your motherfucking life. I know, I see some of y'all. Look, I understand. If you ain't smoking weed because you got a good job, then by all means, make your paper, boo-boo. But if you ain't got no job and you not smoking weed, I don't know what the fuck you are doing with your life. I really don't. I really don't. Don't give me that shit about it's a drug. It ain't no motherfucking drug. I done done the research. It's just a plant. It just grow like that. And if you should happen to set it on fire... 
there are some effects. But that's not the same as drugs. Drugs, you got to do shit to it chemically. You got to add baking soda, water, stir it up. I don't know the recipe, I'm just saying. <laughs> it's some shit you got to do to it. Well, why the fuck is it illegal? I don't know. Aspirin is perfectly legal, but if you take 13 of them motherfuckers, it'll be your last headache. <laughs> Long as you've been living, you ain't never heard of a motherfucker overdose on marijuana. You might have thought that nigga was dead. He ain't dead. He gonna wake up in 30 minutes, hungry enough to eat up everything in your house. That's the side effects. Hungry, happy, sleepy. That's it. Gonna testify. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, if you, if your life is fucked up, you need weed. Weed is put on this earth for niggas on the struggle, niggas on the grind. There is a chemical in weed that's called bucket. And if you could just get that in your system, it could change your life. Some of y'all be crying about bills you can't pay, just I don't know what I'm gonna do about this light bill. They don't want, they want the whole thing, they don't want a piece of it, a deposit. Just hit the blunt one time and see if it don't change your perception of what's important in your life. You just, I don't know what I'm gonna do about this life. <clears throat> Fuck them goddamn life. I got 12 candles, I've been waiting to burn them bitches. <laughs> Had to be careful though. Had to be careful, cause weed is getting stronger every two weeks. And these niggas ain't sending out memos or bulletins or nothing. The shit just strong for no reason. And these niggas that sell the weed be happy than a motherfucker to tell you how much stronger this shit is than the last shit. Just as soon as they see you, just nigga, 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 nigga. You remember that shit I gave you last week, nigga? It's nothing, nigga, it's nothing. It's nothing, nigga, nigga, it's nothing. This shit right here, nigga, this shit right here, nigga, right here, this shit, nigga, this shit here, nigga. Always have some fucked up name, it's Cryptochronicana like, nigga. Always have some fucked up ass name, nigga, this shit here, nigga, this shit here, niggas, this shit's called death, nigga. Like, nigga, that don't even sound attractive. What the? You mean I'm gonna hit it and die, nigga? Is that what? No, nigga, not death, nigga, death. You hit this shit twice, nigga, you can't hear shit. Like, nigga, I got shit to do today. What the fuck? Your kids been calling you all day. Daddy! <laughs> Fucking around with them motherfuckers. I'm used to smoking the weed and getting the munchies. This nigga sold me some shit, had me looking at the refrigerator for three hours. I'm just in the kitchen, sitting on the stove. Just... I bet you it ain't shit in there, nigga, I bet you. All I'm saying is you know the weed is too strong when you can't do shit but hit it and look at it. You just in your house, just, mm -mm, nigga, mm -mm, something in there, nigga, something in there. Well, why is it sparkling then? Why is it sparkling? <laughs> Everybody remember that shit? Oh, <laughs> no. But it's hilarious. It's, and it's so true, though. Every two weeks, it's like, yo, bro, 
You thought that was good. <laughs> I can't tell if they're hustling or it's actually upgrades, but that's the exact one they all use. Is it a playbook? Do they go to school for it? But they all run the same one. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, back when I was just a 420 hustler in my early, like, you know, teenage years and stuff, like, man, almost 20 years ago. That hit so close to home because uh, that was that was me. Like, always hyping up the next shit because uh, – I don't know. You you just got hyped up on it too. Like it just trickled down the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> With this bag comes a level of hypeness, just so you know. It's called gushers. What? Yeah, man. It's like a party in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> My wee man do that. I don't know. You've used that one before, haven't you? <laughs> Well, you know, like that I rolled off the tongue really smoothly. Those people that made a dollar out of fifteen cent, I got pride for them, boys. <laughs> I know the life, man. And shout out to Matthew jumping in, supporting. There we go. Before I was with Fantasy Sports, you know, I was I was, I was rolling with the with the boys, making it pop, you know. But that that was like, ugh. It's just so crazy now that everything is so legal. Like what we did in our childhood for like certain things is like nothing compared to what this next generation is going to have. They'll be 18, 19 years old walking into a store, like looking at a catalog, like, yes, I will take one purple herbal and I will take um, some sour diesel, please. Like we had to be like, yo, you know somebody? Yo, I know somebody, but you got to go on the corner and turn your lights off. <laughs> and don't talk to the guy because he don't like people. He went to jail three times. <laughs> hey man, you thought you imagine that you had to do some weird shit to get some weed sometimes. Just yeah. like I imagine that's real. You know what I mean? I mean, we're, we're a little lucky in, in, in San Diego. It's, I mean, I've had some weird moments, but it was usually for big money moves. But, you know, the small money yeah. moves. Getting weeds never been that hassle, you know what I mean. Yeah. But I get, you know, on the East Coast or some other places in this country, it's just like, bro, it, it, in New York, you'd be in the club back in the day, and next thing you know, somebody went out to the car, and all of a sudden, everybody just like, it's like Scooby Doo. Everybody's like, and we're all just out, bro. It's like, oh shit, the Scooby Snacks is out, bro. What's popping? Like, it's a whole different. It was a whole different world out here because. Like when it was like it was nothing, bro. Like we had nothing. It's not even like we can go next next state to New Jersey, how we could gamble. There was nothing out here. Like the closest thing we had was Vegas for a while. Once Vegas got legal, but I mean Cali was the first in the in the states, right? To to become legal. No, so Colorado was Colorado. the first one. But the thing that's crazy is like San Diego or well not San Diego, but California's been medical since like ninety six. Right. And so that was, I mean, it was just a big loophole because it, it ended up being a bunch of doctors, you know. Just the card. A lot of them lost their license, you know, because they, <laughs> they, they weren't being legit about it. But there was a bunch who were being legit and, you know, asking all these questions and going through all these protocols or whatever before you got it. But, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was just, it was a get-out-of-jail-free card. Like, if you had that card, you could legally carry, you know, under an ounce. You were going to get your cannabis back. And you were going to be let, you know, go, let go on your way. And I've been let go a bunch of times, you know, when it wasn't recreational yet. There were some cops who they, they didn't even know what this was. Like they had to call in someone else to like ask questions or whatever, just because they had no idea because it was all new. But 2004, when I turned 18, 
High Times released like a medical a medical marijuana like High Times mm-hmm. uh, edition, and it just started explaining just medical marijuana and all mm-hmm. the states that were medical in 2004. That was just when I turned 18, so I like got a card that summer. Um, and it was crazy the amount of like dispensaries that were around, but they're all low key. They're all like bodegas, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's not like right now where you walk in, you know, it's like a superstore or whatever. Some of these places, like it was literally like an under, not an underground club, but that's what it felt like because they weren't just on every street corner. They weren't in these little mini malls. Like there was a lot that were in like the same like lawyer's offices, you know, just kind of tucked away in one of these little offices, you know, all the way in the back. So it was, uh, it, it was wild. Uh, Norris, you're from San Diego. You got any, uh, any stories about some medical marijuana places like way back in the day? Yeah. The, the, it's so weird. Cause there still are bodegas out here, even though there's a bunch of li- licensed shops, there's a bunch of shops out here that are unlicensed and they run with the fact of knowing that they're going to get shut down eventually, but they're going to make as much money as they can in the meantime. You know what I mean? And sorry if I'm blowing up the spot, but they, they have big green lights on front of their store. So they're, they already blew up their spot. So I don't think that they want to be found. They want to be seen. They, they have, they, they have green Christmas light, like it's the green light district. So, um, Definitely. Uh, but yeah, the dispensary is finding them. You know, you go to one and then all of a sudden it's closed and then you got to find out that it's down the street. Um, you know, don't not really know what you're getting. Yeah, I, it, it sucks. I really like the license market. I really like buying licensed product. You know, I still have, you know, a couple of people that I get, you know, that that, you know, the legacy growers is the term is called, you know, um, that still grow amazing product that's not on the shelves at dispensaries but that i still like but man i'm a sucker for the for the jars you know these little jars of the, of the licensed product i just i can't i can't help it i mean there's this thing again the, this little judges kit that came out uh san diego canvas farmers market uh they did this judges kit and there's a bunch of different samples that's how basically I'm, that's how you got everything so um i'm a sucker for licensed weed uh, so you know, I, I really like the way it's, it's grown because I don't know, there's something about some of this other weed. It just doesn't burn right. You know what I mean? And yeah, the fact that I can like pack this bowl up and smoke it and snap it and it's, it just burns right. Everything is about it is right. So I really appreciate the licensed market as opposed to, you know, I mean, I'm one that will dig through the, the unlicensed traditional market to find the right stuff, but I don't have time for that anymore. I, I, I want to get, I want to get, um, I want to get what I want and get moving onto what, you know, bigger and better stuff. This reminded me so much of uh, in Half Baked when they, when they go in the beginning to the bodega and yeah. <laughs> to pick up the beef before we start selling it. That's exactly what I think of with some of these places. This yeah. is a bodega. <laughs> they it's throw like this a- old shit in here that no one buys, but there's a front for you know homie got shit in the back. <laughs> That's why when he as soon as he first said bodega, I'm imagining him being the guy who has to show his ass in order to like let him know who he is. So that way he password. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I, I worry more about the you know I don't want to go buy some weed that ain't a weed most of the time. So. Yeah. Man, I, I, when I went to Vegas, I, I went to one of the dispensaries just because I had to check it out. Um, and I swear to God, I felt like I was in the line for like an amusement park or, or like, like you said, a club. It was like, and it's at midnight and the music's blasting and they got the velvet rope <laughs> and, and you go up to the counter and you try to place the order and you're looking at everything. Do you want to smell this? Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. And then they're like, do you want moon rocks? What are those? And do you want a juice? There's juice, and it's just oh man, the stores are another level. Because out here, it's like, yeah, you'll get some blood, but 
can you get some gummies with some cough syrup and like fucking like an inhaler that you can just literally walk around the strip with? Like once that happened in Vegas, my God, I I, I go to Vegas every year now. It's like <laughs> was the last quit. I went like two, I went like a year before the pandemic because my friend lives out there. So I go out there like religiously. Like that's like my second home. Like I'm gonna eventually probably move to Vegas because it's like I love the no state tax. I love like it's very like like the city's being built as we speak, pretty much. Like there's so many new things that are coming there that I think that it's probably gonna be one of the best cities, uh, you know, especially with how progressive they seem to be in, in what they're doing and they're trying to harness on, I think, on solar energy some and, and there's a lot of big investment projects that are building out there. So I, I do like Vegas a lot. Like it's beautiful. The Raiders, the, the Raiders are helping it boom. They, they love their nights. You know what I mean? They mm -hmm. love their sport. So mm -hmm. they're, they're really proud of the nights. Mm -hmm. They're really the Raiders are helping boom that. I, I go pretty much every other week right now. That's I've been cool. going. Frequently. I just I just came back from this past weekend. Uh, this past week I was there uh, for my daughter's yep. birthday. We went to the so you know I I do it for family. I do it for for, for business. Yeah. All the time. Definitely to consider moving to Vegas in the next year. Because it's booming yeah. there, you know. And yeah, there's a lot of stuff happening over there. So yeah, and my friend goes to one of these casinos. Industry, so I would love to go there and just be a bar back. You know what I mean? So uh, there's a, there's a lot of opportunity out there in Vegas. So. One of my friends goes to these casinos that has like the built-in daycare center. So you go in, you drop your kids off, so and they're like they'll watch, they they're all this and that. And you can go gamble, drink, eat, do whatever you want to do, come back, pick up the kids, and it's like a huge playpen with a bunch of kids, and the kids go there and they have tons of fun because it's like shit, I just been a Chuck E. Cheese. Like, you know what I mean? Like Vegas is so cool and it's so progressive. It's pretty Love much me. part of the culture now. You can't like, no, sorry, go ahead. I'm yeah, it's pretty much part of the culture. You know what I mean? It's not I mean Unless you're not leaving your kids in the car while you go gamble, but you know what I mean. It's right. it is part of the culture of like where it is just being more accepted. You know, something like your house is probably gonna be close to a casino now, as mm -hmm. opposed to that one where it was just. Yep. But yeah, they really cleaned up, and uh, I definitely see a lot of opportunities there for for wrestling and and uh, fantasy football wrestling. Oh fantasy yeah. Wrestling. Fantasy wrestling. If, if we can drop that sometime later today, we gotta talk about that's that with pretty good. That's a whole new wave, bro. You about to start something. We're trying. What do you think? You want to talk about that or? <laughs> or? Yeah. So we we were talking a little bit. Um, we were just talking a little bit off camera about uh, how do we integrate like wrestling more with like fantasy football, and uh, try to bring, <clears throat> try to mix those two cultures together. I I haven't came. Up, I'm not in any fantasy wrestling leagues. We were talking about how we may need to create that. Um, with the dynasty leagues that I've created, though, we do have like wrestling twist in there. So we all before our draft, we it was like a reverse order of whatever the draft order is. We drafted like wrestling characters to kind of represent our team. And we just did it. We did it live. And like I was playing music and stuff like the entrance music when people pick stuff, uh, pick the uh, characters. And it was just fun to get everybody talking about wrestling. And it seemed to like hype people up. And like now everyone's using the gifts from their wrestler, like in league chat and stuff. Yeah, and that, that's pretty epic. Everyone's getting hyped about it. So um, I've created uh, four dynasty leagues. So two have been like um, heavyweight guys or just like single wrestlers. And then the other two have been like factions or tag teams. And there's a little side pod in there too. But everyone's kind of getting hyped up about that. And I see how many uh, wrestling fans that there are, even if it was like 
me being a fan during the Attitude Era. You know, it's like there's always fans who are a fan during that time. Bro, what Vince McMahon did with wrestling is like literally a blueprint for a lot of people that are trying to build the brand and build culture because he's had this iconic, you know, built brand that's been around for how many, like 40 years almost, it feels like. Like he's been running this thing for a long time. Like and he and he's kept it on top of the game where it's like everyone's like oh it's fake wrestling it's fake it's this it's that meanwhile when NWO came out when Stone Cold Steve Austin when The Rock because that's when like I was back in high school and like everyone every week it's like yo NWO what up and then and then the the John Cena fans and just like it just kept going on and on and now the Miz is like. You know, he went from being on the real world talking about being a wrestler to didn't he win one of like the events? Yeah, like, yeah he's been changing. yeah. But and the Miz was cool, man. Stuff. Like, Dude, like what's up, Adam? Sorry, we, we kind of keep on talking. Uh, no, you guys are more of the subject matter experts on this one. Like, uh, I'll be honest, I was uh, I was big into wrestling when I was younger. Also, like with NWO, like I was a huge Sting fan. Right. To this day, the fact that I still see him making appearances kind of like you know put, warms my heart a little bit. Right. Um, but like, so I, I kind of, uh, to be perfectly honest, I fell off a little bit only because I feel like a lot of the guys like The Rock, for example, was a good example of it. Mick Foley was a good example. You got to be able to work a crowd and work a camera. And like, that's really one of the things you have to have that personality that just makes people want to watch you. And I feel like, you know, The Rock is the perfect example of it. He's able to like yep. always kind of just at the pinnacle of that ability. And I feel like there was just a wave in wrestling where they didn't quite have the same types of personalities as they started to flow out. And, you know, like the diehard fans will continue through the ebbs and flows. And I kind of got bounced off a little bit, like a, like a boat kind of bounced off. And then I landed a little bit later on on the timeline and whatnot. And now I'm kind of just coasting in, trying to still absorb all the new stuff. When well, Taco, what you said, what Vince McMahon did, I mean, at least during like the Attitude Era, because I mean, wrestling was about to die. Like, uh, at least for WWF, it seemed like after NWO took over and they turned it into, you know, a whole like reality TV show, like mm -hmm. almost. Um, like, they just started letting everybody be themselves. <laughs> and mm -hmm. people started talking about weeds. People, <laughs> DX started talking mm -hmm. about suck it, you know, mm -hmm. and just all this shit that like, would never play on like cable TV, like never again for sure. But it barely even played back then. Like they probably were about to get shut off a handful of times, but the ratings just got so crazy that, uh, I mean, money talks. And I think, you know, who really um, like took that and ran with it is a guy like Conor McGregor. Like to me, Conor McGregor is like the definition of what wrestlers like used to be and how they talk. And I think that's why he's such a huge draw at the UFC because yes, everyone likes a humble person. Yes, everyone likes that. But someone people want to root against someone. That's what made made money way so much money. People tuned in to watch him lose. Jake Paul, people tuned in to watch him lose. They don't want to see this kid win. Everybody wants to see him lose. That's why they bought it. And when he did lose. They're like, sure. I gotta watch the next one now because he's gonna go down. We're gonna face so much. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's just that. <laughs> That's the way it works. Game, one hundred percent. That's this. This is the game. How it goes, man. Yeah. yeah. Don't feel like Muhammad Ali. You know, like half the people wanted to watch him. Probably more people yeah. wanted to watch him lose than watch him win. Yeah. Michael Jordan, LeBron James. I watch LeBron James to watch him lose. I want to see him lose. I enjoyed that. Every year I root against him. And it's nothing against the guy. Off the court, he's amazing. On the court, I hope he loses. 
Like, yeah, <laughs> Team KD all day, baby. Like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> man, I tell you, man, I just, in my head, I just keep hearing the Noriega and, um, uh, what is it, Styles P song, We Smoking Sour. <laughs> like, that's my theme song for 420 all the time, bro. Like, every day. That's, like, one of my all-time favorites. I think Styles P probably is one of the greatest uh, weed rapping artists that, that's underrated. Because everyone, you know, Snoop is Snoop. You know, Willie Nelson's Willie Nelson. But Styles P, man, he put out some weed classic songs, bro. You know, I Get High, Sour Diesel. Like, those are, like, I would say all-time classic, you know, weed smoking songs. But I don't know what your guys' opinions is. Yeah, I mean, Devin the Dude, for me, that's someone who's a little bit more underground, I guess. I mean, I know he is kind of mainstream, but depends on where you live. I know a lot of people haven't heard of him. He's from Texas. He's been around forever, like – I mean, being on the the Chronic 2001 with um, with Snoop and Dre, the I Just Want to Fuck You. Like, he was the third guy on that song. Um, That was one of the things that really put him on the map. But he's all about the uh, cannabis culture. Um, One of his uh, most popular songs is Doobie Ashtray. Um, Yeah, we might have to, like, throw that on here. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that, yeah, that is, that is a classic song, and may, maybe we maybe we will. Let me see. Mm-hmm. If, uh, oh yeah, here we go. Fucking love Devin the dude. What a job this is. Yeah, where <laughs> yeah, man, Andre <laughs> three thousand. I'm I'm gonna have to check this guy out, Devin the dude, huh? Yeah, um, and this song that he's talking about, uh, Matthew. Uh, what a job it is. Um, it's uh, it's Devin the dude, Snoop Dogg, and uh, Andre three thousand on the Andre. Oh, Andre oh, is so man. good. Yeah, for real though. So oh, good. Whole oh, wave. They're, they're amazing. You yeah. can tell those guys definitely get down with the 420 crew. <laughs> you see their music videos, and it's like, damn, bro, what was you on? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Go check him out. De- Devin the dude. Uh, oh. he's the man. Um, yeah, I, I sold him uh well <laughs> allegedly a uh, long time ago. Uh met him and uh, was on stage with him. Uh, for one of his concerts, and uh, it was before I got into like video editing and stuff. And now the video is like not on uh, YouTube anymore. But um, yeah, it was super awesome. Like he didn't have any of his crew with him mm-hmm. that that time. It was just him and like his manager who came. So um, mm-hmm. I like they called me to his hotel room, and like we were just smoking like a grip, and like um, <laughs> he came out for his first song and was just like on stage solo, and then. Uh, called me and my three friends out there. He's like, say what up to my San Diego partners. And I just like came out, held the blunt up in the air and like the whole crowd went wild. Just uh, felt like a superstar. <laughs> my first concert I saw um, Snoop, um, who was it, Corn and um, Lincoln Park. And when I saw Snoop, man, everything went up. And I'm sitting, I'm like 17 years old. Never had anything. I'm sitting there like, well, what's this smell? what's going on? Snoop's really, really doing this on stage? This is really happening? And then next thing you know, I remember I went to a Rage Against the Machine concert when they first got back together after they had broken up, and it was on Randall Randall's Island. Randall's Island? Yeah. Yes, Randall's Island, yes. I was at that one. I was at that one, too. I was oh at that God, one, bro. too. I was in the mosh pit. I didn't even expect it. I didn't even know it. I was like, oh, this seems like a good place. And next thing you know, the whole thing is raging. And, like, there are people smoking everywhere. And, like, 
I thought I was gonna die that night because the whole pit <laughs> was like I had I used my friend to catapult us back the whole time. I'm just like launching myself because I'm this little guy and there's fucking people everywhere and they're all smoking and it's just like man, bro, that's a band that you could listen to high and just like Rage Against the Machine. There'll never be anything like that. I feel like. It, and that's when like Cypress Hill came out and they had the yeah. big inflatable Buddha with the pot leaf right there on his belly and like they're ripping it left and right all over the stage I and like Wu-Tang they were Wu Tang was there, Public Enemy was there, yeah. Um, yeah. Mortal Technique was there, yeah. Most Death Technique. was there. Yeah, um, oh. nice. it, yeah, it was. And that how was, wild! That was one of my top like three concerts of all time. Yeah, same here. Same here. And you guys are both there. Like, how wild is that? That is wild. It was raining like hell for like most of it. So it was like muddy as hell. And then it lights up just in time for Public Enemy, who like started off the top four. It was like, oh my God. I'm lucky I went the day before. (laughs) Oh, you are lucky. Nice. (laughs) All right. Like mud wrestling and mud pits. My God. If it was a mosh pit with mud in it, I would, I would, oh my God. That's what what we were in. Oh my God. What power to you, bro? All right, so I told you we were going to have people hopping on and off all show, and uh, here he is, my man Robbie, representing the Rum Boys. (laughs) I like how you got a smoke show coming in. Is that a machine? Is that a machine? <laughs> no, that, that's a hey. You're right. It's a machine. It's a it's a motherfucking pen, bro. It's a pen. You know, I am the smoke. I am the smoke machine. You know. Yeah. <laughs> What's good, guys? Happy holidays. Happy 420, fellas. Happy holidays, guys. Hey, high holiday. Taco, what it do? Yo, I'll pack. I'll pack a boys in the building. What up? What <laughs> up? Boys yeah. in the building. How you doing, go. buddy? Yo, what's good, man? What's good, yo? I did. I, 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 it's nice to actually see that you're a real person. Like, like, like you know, I was like, like when, when y'all motherfuckers first made your account, and y'all, you started, you gave me a follow. I was like, are you for real? And, and yeah, y'all, 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 y'all are for real. Like, 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 like yo, that that that's dope. This is dope. Fuck yeah. Hey, the pro, uh, the can of pro. What's good? What's good, homie? You know, we out here. We out here. Uh, we're just talking about some music. Uh, right now, Bet Angles, what up? Happy 420. Ran yeah. out of fish. You got to get back to the store. Man, listen. <laughs> yeah, man, yeah. If you, ran, if you run out, yeah. Today's the worst day that you could run out of weed. Today, today is not a day that you cannot not have weed. I mean, every day you should have weed. Every day is 420, but damn, man, you ran out. Sounds yeah. tragic. You gotta be shopping like a week in advance. Make sure like you don't leave that till like one within forty eight or seventy two hours. You make sure that you have that stuff like a good week in advance because you know that that's gonna be harder and harder to get. I'm out here. I'm out here. You gotta make sure you get it a few days before because they run out at the store. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I didn't plan well. Yeah, man, you fucked up. But he lives in Massachusetts. (laughs) You're good. I I know that. Yeah, you live in Massachusetts, bro. You better just go go around the corner. Go around the corner, man. You know, make sure you turn off the lights, and and you know, all, all the lights are off so the police don't see. <laughs> oh no, no, Massachusetts is legal. Massachusetts is it's legal. Yo, are we the last yeah, place yeah. in the world to get legal out here? Taco, where I'm you at? 
I'm in New York, oh, man. That's oh, just... you in New York? Yeah, that ain't never. That shit ain't never happened up there, it, bro. It came down <laughs> three days ago, bro. Three days ago, we got it. Yo, y'all got. I know, I know. You had to know about the hustler seven thousand a pound for for sour diesel in the heart of New York, back in like early two thousands. What sour was what? out here, bro? Sour. That was shit. the that I was here. That was Yo, like that's what it was going. For. Was seven thousand a unit? You know what I mean? Especially when Styles came out with that track, bro. bro. Everybody got to smoke sour. Every- yeah, everybody had to smoke sour, bro. Sour was, was was the only thing that that that, that New York motherfuckers would smoke. Like, like, like it was sour, bro. purple, all that. Yeah, the that yeah, the big point out here. Yeah, and what's funny is that. like, if you guys remember Half Baked, like when he's on there, I mean the medical stuff, like that's what that's what they ended up getting, you know, like and that's the stuff that like California, you know, we've been smoking forever. But like bro. when he goes to Sir Smokes a Lot House and he brings that pound, and he's like, you know, better than that, man. That's ninety six hundred bucks. Everybody thought that that was like a super crazy price, but like, yeah, you're talking about sour diesel. That's not even the best stuff, you know. Coming from California, that's just the stuff that they mm-hmm. make a lot of money on, so it just makes it all the way. Everybody get that shit, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, bro, I'm out here in Colorado, man, and the shit that they do with weed out here, man. You fucking blowing my mind. Like, I'm like, damn, like, like you, we can do that? Like, I didn't even fucking know. <laughs> that, that reminds you of Pineapple Express. If Black Widow and Black Acapulco had a baby and their baby uh, met with Power Diesel <laughs> and their baby met with High Times, this is called Nate Robinson Knockout. <laughs> All right. Okay. Hold on. Just because I was waiting for this to come up. I already got this clip queued up. So let's get ready to pack these bowls. Let's hang out for a sec. And, I'm, on, uh, I'm, on, I'm on a pin right now. Uh, we, I left the flower down in the car. I might have to run down there and, and grab, grab some really quick just so I can fucking load up a joint. Just, yeah. Hold up. Go, go ahead. Right. I know you're about to roll a clip. No, you only yeah. roll the clip. Yeah, do it while we're doing that. Hello? Hey, Saul. Mind if I come by? Come on down. <laughs> Sweet. Be there. Hi, Mary. I thought the hurricane season was over. I thought hurricane season was over. Oh, I'm sorry about things just got out of hand. Yeah, that's where it was with my first husband. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Hey, man. What the fuck, man? I didn't buzz you in. How the monkey did you get in here? Oh, shit. Some guy with a faux hawk let me in, man. He was leaving when I was... Kyle, man. It might have been Kyle. I think Asshole. I'm sorry, man. What the fuck's the buzzer for anyway? Oh, no. I'm sorry about that. I don't know your protocol yet, uh, Stuff your sorries in a sack, bro. Okay. It's not your fault. Okay. It's these jerk-offs. Have a seat. Okay, cool. Thanks, man. Awesome. Yeah. Check this out. Ah, satellite radio. Whoa. Got two TVs and radio. That's pretty rad. Nice home entertainment. You're very entertained. Oh, wow. You got a cute picture, too. Oh, yeah. Me and my bubby. Hey, let me ask you something. Yeah. Do you think you could pull the plug on someone if you needed to? Like euthanasia? Like on her? If I needed to. Um, 
kind of in a hurry, man. I don't know if I, we should start uh, going down that road. It's yeah, just, I could talk all day about euthanasia. Okay. You know, don't get me started. Maybe we should just we'll save it. We'll save it for next time. I'll take yeah, that rain check, buddy. We'll keep it going. Okay. Business for the businessman. Yeah, you got my number. <laughs> okay. Cool. Brass tax. Yes. Yes. I just got a shipment of the dopest dope I've ever smoked. Hands down, dopest dope I've ever smoked. Right it's not here. better than the blue oyster weed. It can't be. I don't. My friend, I can't handle better than this. That. Is like if that blue oyster shit met that Afghan Kush I had, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they had a baby, and then meanwhile, that crazy Northern Light stuff I had, and the super red espresso snowflake met and ball. had a baby, and by some miracle, those two babies met and fucked, this would be the shit that they burnt. Wow. Yes. This is the product of baby fucking. Smell it. Okay. Smell it. Enjoy. It's like God's vagina. Oh. What, do you want to bathe in it? I want to live in here. Yes, you want to be it? Oh my god, I just want to shove it up my nose and have that smell all day. That's amazing. Shove it's it anywhere you beautiful. like. Beautiful. What's it called? Pineapple Express. Pineapple Express. Yes, it's this thing like El Nino, this airflow that comes from Hawaii and Canada, and it gets the dirt, mixes it in with the weed in a very special way. It's actually very scientific. I won't go into it right now, but I am the only guy in the whole city that has it. Only ten bones more for a quarter. Okay. I'll take a quarter. All right, you're on. Thank you very much. Let me, uh... Take us all the way back <laughs> with that one. But uh, it was so funny because it was all that just to get 10 extra dollars uh, for that sale. Like, you heard it at the end. Just 10 more bones for a quarter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good times. Oh, you know uh, Seth got his own weed now? I had to unmute myself. I just had a rookie mistake. <laughs> yeah, what uh, what what is it called? Is it, and what com is it? What company is it with? Fuck! You make me pull out my phone. I can't remember because I just read this article like a week ago. Hang on. Everyone's got a weed strain or a weed Seth company. Rogan's weed. Uh, new houseplant cannabis. Uh. I guess it's called Houseplant. Hang on, I'm looking up on Leafly. Yo, it's like I guess it's like 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 a box, like a weed box. Hmm. Three and a half grams of Diablo Wind Pancake Ice and Pink Moon. Crazy. So, it's strong. The reference cards caution. This is objectively true. Pancake ice contains 33.32% THC, Diablo Moon 26.29, and Pink Moon test at 26.45. It's that it. his weed's getting on it. Yeah, his his Diablo <laughs> Diablo win is crossed with Jack Hare and G13 Hayes. Nice. That G13, that G13 is nice. Ooh, a Ken dog, a Kim dog Mandarin cookie cross for the pancake ice, and the pink moon is a tangy kosher kush cross. I'd probably stay away from the pink moon. I'm not a fan of tangy. Not a fan of them tangios. I mean, I, I don't just like the way it tastes. I guess it kind of depends because I've had some some tangy that's been good and some that's been bad. Like I like that Jack Carrere. That's getting mixed in there. It's probably one of my favorite sativas of uh, of all time. 
Yeah, I need to try that Diablo win. I need. <coughs> <coughs> Woo! <coughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> that just happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to try this new got you there. I'm going to try this new sub. This Palomar Farm, something, something. Nice. I have not. What is that? Oh, okay, so Nug, um, nice. Palomar Farm, something. Uh, we're going to try it out. Try it out on 420. Hell yeah. My it. wife is... My wife is literally loading me a joint right now. She 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 she's stuffing a cone right now. I'm like, thank you. I like, I need to give you back this pen. Nice. <laughs> I got the shirt. Sure packed up. This was the new piece, Robbie, that I got. Sure Wait, how did you? Is that the one that you got uh, yesterday and that yeah, we couldn't gonna, see? Yeah, but I had to take it back to get black instead of green. <laughs> let me let me see it. Let me let me see what was the top set on it or? Oh, Mav. Matt, nice, bro. That's a big ass Gandalf, bro. Yeah, you got the Gandalf pipe, bro. Yeah, I got, I got one of those. I got one of those here. I got, I got a bowl that's made out of opal as well. Like that one's pretty dope. Um, let's see. And then there's Cheers. this one. Cheers. This let's fuck it up. I smoke a lot of weed. Yeah, man, you live in Colorado. Everybody who lives there shouldn't. Yeah, that's why nobody here can fucking drive. I can drive, but other people can't. Let's first correct that. <laughs> All right, and we're gonna be coming up on. Uh, we're gonna be coming up on four twenty in Central Time here in like ten minutes. Yep. So we're gonna do it real big when we get to because. Uh, Totally missed out on the East Coast. Just started talking, and we were just smoking, and I didn't look at the time, but now I'm more conscious of it. Bro. But uh, we, I want to get into some fantasy football chatter. And uh, for anybody who's in the chat right now, you have any fantasy football questions, just throw them in the chat. Any question at all, we're going to answer them. Um, we got the draft coming up. I'm yes. excited. Robbie. I'm more into redraft than dynasty. I play dynasty, but I'm more into redraft. What, what do you think? Where, where do you lie with, if you had to just choose one, be redraft or dynasty? Oh shit. If I, I, so like I have to choose one. Like which one's your favorite? What, what's your, which one's your favorite of the two? Um, re, I, I want to keep it classic and I'm going to say redraft just because I like the ability of having a new team um every year but fuck but lately I, I have been leaning a lot more dynasty just because I, I i i enjoy those types of drafts you know seeing people go go all rookie crazy and then it's like man i still have so much value and i still have a young team at the same damn time um so yeah i've, I've been enjoying dynasty because i can i can get over on people really easy because they go off that risky bias so yeah what about you adam uh when you uh when it comes to fantasy football, are you more into redraft or dynasty? Uh, you know, like I love dynasty to be honest. The problem is always just actually finding that core group of people that'll actually stick it out because then you get one person to drop. And like, I personally would never take another player's like team because if you're abandoning a dynasty team, that's, 
good, that's that doesn't happen. So you'd be inheriting a garbage team, and you know it's it's much harder to like you know uh, correct a a dynasty team when that you inherit that's garbage. But like I've got one that I absolutely love, and so that's the one that I kind of will say <laughs> on the low key is like my favorite league. Um, there's a couple other redraft leagues though that obviously like I just love because I love that group of guys that I've been doing with for years. So. I would say like more often redraft, but if you get that good group of guys, there's really no replacement for a good dynasty one. Nice. Yeah. I started uh, the very first dynasty that I started last year, you know, in quarantine kind of hit and everything. Um, it was just a 10 man league. I mean, I should have bumped it up, but um, it's funny. The person who won, he's uh, a little bit older and he just didn't like sleeper at all. So he won and uh, he ended up quitting. And um, so, I mean, it wasn't hard to like fill his team, but um <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of funny. I mean, I know you said that the sucky teams are the only ones to quit. So everyone was so shocked, and he was just like, "Yeah, fuck sleeper." Um, he was like, "I tried it." He was like, "I won, but I I just don't like sleeper, and I don't even understand why. I just didn't really care too much." <laughs> something happened with Robbie. I don't know what happened with Robbie, but he's excited. He just won something. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what about you, Norris? I said you're, you're not too much in fancy football. Happy motherfucking fall twenty. Hey, 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 hey! Look, sorry, I ain't even gonna say anything. Just, y'all, y'all will see it when you when you check your phones on, on Twitter. It ain't nothing about me or anything like that. But good news, there the justice system worked for once. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Ah. Sorry. Perfect. Everyone go check it on Twitter. That's what I'm doing right now. (laughs) Just know. All right. Fuck it. I'll say it. The cop was found guilty on all goddamn charges. All charges. There we go. He will be. Thank you. Finally, in America, something right happens. We've, we've we only go. done it once. We've only done it once, though. So don't get too happy, people. Fuck. Need that, though. Yeah. And I lost my lighter. That's huge. That's huge. Fuck, how did I lose a lighter? <coughs> oh, it's probably underneath. Yeah, It's there. underneath you? Yeah. No. That's, where, that's wherever. It's where it always is when I can't find it, too. <laughs> <laughs> huh. But, um... Yeah, so yeah, back to this dynasty talk. Dynasty versus redraft. Uh, always do 12 team uh uh uh, uh fucking hustler. Always do 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 do, do 12, 12 man. Yeah. Yeah. All my all my dynasties are 12 man. Um the what do I commission? Uh I think I co- So the only leagues that I commission that are not 12 men are either vampire leagues or um two quarterback Plus super flex leagues. So where you can play like three QBs. Yeah. That, that league was actually really crazy. It was like a complete everything was turned on its head. Like Travis Kelsey, I drafted in like the fifth round. First round running backs weren't getting drafted until the third and fourth round sometimes. Um it was crazy. It was different because the QBs were just so valuable that um it was just it was wild completely turned the league on on its head it was kind of fun 
That's actually one of I'm in a league that's like that too, where it's uh, two quarterbacks and a super flex. But we also in that league we draft an entire defensive roster. So like a D tackle, yeah. two D ends, and a D lineman, three linebackers, a cornerback, a safety, a D back, a defensive player, and then also a team defense. So like and it's IDP point per tackle and like you know all that stuff. So um, there are times where like I would be drafting those tackling machines at linebacker, and those things would be putting up more points than like your RB twos <laughs> or, or your yeah. wide receiver ones even sometimes depending on a hit or miss week so it was all about like making sure that you had that good consistent floor with those guys and then just hit with a couple of your up shots uh anywhere else but like that's that's one of probably like the most fun league when it comes to roster construction that i'm in yeah i'm all about I'm all about idp leagues I yeah my- i i agree oh i didn't have any leagues that had idp so i was like only way to get it was like public league, so I was like, eh. It, it, it's dope. It puts it puts the football back into fantasy, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and we need that. We need that. Like, 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 there's there's so many people that only look at one side of the ball and don't understand how the other side of the ball affects affect affects just their regular fantasy teams. You know, um, I I enjoy IDP. Last year I was in a league where we had four D line, four linebackers, and four corners. Or, or four DBs, and that shit was just all out fun. I I ended up placing second in that in that that league, um, and yeah, it was it was dope. It was dope. Like I I lost I lost Super Bowl by like like fucking like like, like two points. It's, it, it fucking hurt, but yeah. Yeah, um, the dynasty league I'm in has like not a full defensive roster, but I think like somewhere around eight active defensive players per week or something like that. Yeah. So a decent, a decent number or whatnot. And like, but it's a dynasty one too. So like, that's what makes it really fun is to get like the the young linebackers or the young like safeties. Like, and the we and then we have our drafts. Like, I drafted Jeremy Chin in one of my picks because he's like a play safety, but he's, you know, he's yep. playing weak side linebacker in that scheme. He's always oh, racking up tackles at over a hundred of them from a safety position. And I drafted him in that league. So um, like, and so I, I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of those too. And I guess like, I mean, let me see. I'm just trying to think of a couple guys like, uh, well, Dion Jones is one of them. Like I've had him. He, he's always mm-hmm. like, in, like interceptions to the yep. house. Um I, I swear, if my linebacker gets an interception to the house, like an equivalent on offense for me to like, you know, jump out of my chair and be so excited that I'm almost shitting myself, you know, it's got to be like some like 40 yard bomb, you know, or something like really long, you know, from an offensive guy or um, something really long from a quarterback. But it, it's really hard to reproduce like my level of excitement for a big play like that, like an interception plus like, you know, a defensive TD, like it's so many points and it's so rare. It just, it doesn't happen that often. You guys in any leagues where you get kick return yardage too? No. Like, no. Not in, the, in my big roster team, you get kick yard because it's fantasy football, not just any offense or defense. It's special teams too. Yeah. So like getting like, I remember I would always get Tyreek Hill when he first came into the league because he was the kick returner. Tyler Lockett has been my boy basically every year I could get him. But like that would allow me to like skip down on wide receiver for several week for several rounds. And my number one wide receiver was like the was like a wide receiver three or four, but was the primary special teams guy. And so he would kind of keep me afloat with, with like those sneaky points. So I oh, always like to dope. look out for those leagues because that's a whole nother element that now changes who which wide receivers are worth it. Like 
Like you find those wide receivers that are rookies and they're putting up a floor of 10 points a game because simply because they get enough return opportunities. Bro, that Look is – oh, I like that. Yeah, it adds a little bit of, of a wrinkle in there. You know, it just makes those guys who might not be that valuable, gives them a little bit of an uptick. Um, look at this league, what Francisco talked about. <laughs> Francisco's my boy, man. He's going to be in like 100 leagues this year, like something like that. <laughs> but, uh, no, not that much. I think he, he said he's going to stop when he gets to 15, but I think he might have already gotten there now. Oh, yeah. Shit. <laughs> we're, in, we're like just three leagues together out of the four that I've created so far. But, uh, I joined a weird league where your lineup has uh, just 10 super flex spots and 15 bench spots. So you could start 10 QBs there. Also tight end premium. Funny league with weird trades. wonder what the QB scoring is. Yeah. That's the other thing. You always got a like, sneaky thing. Like maybe six versus four points on passing touchdowns, things like that. What's the scoring on that, Francisco? Yeah, he said already on 30. There we go. So 15 was a while ago that he, <laughs> that he said that. But yeah, what do you think about that? Uh, what do you think about that, Robbie? 10 super flex spots. Tight end premium. I bet dude, people that's, could be. That's fucking it, dude. I'm sorry, man. It got cold as fuck in the studio. Um, but uh, like, like, like that's that's kind of dope, man. I, I, I couldn't. I, I wouldn't be able to do a do a league like that. I, I'm, I'm, I, I would just be like, you know what? This is just too much. Like, like with the amount of leagues that I'm already in, like that's just no. I need to, I need to have some type of consistency. Um, but I like what you said though, 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 about the, uh, uh, about, about the kick return points. So I might, I might do that. And here we go. It's 420 in central. Let's go ahead and let's, uh, let's spark it up. Every little thing is going to be all right. Through all my weed sound bites. You got a perfect time. About to start a little puff of giving this motherfucker. Classic I know you don't smoke weed. I know this. But I'm going to get you high today. Because it's Friday. You ain't got no job. Yep. Shit to do. <laughs> I was all I, I was going to get a Friday question in on that uh, on the trivia show, Robbie, but um, I felt like it would be too easy. Like for some of the things that I would have did, dude, we could have done that show for for another fucking hour, dog. That shit was dope, man. I can't believe I can't believe you didn't bring up the Rugrats during that shit yesterday, bro. You didn't bring up the Rugrats, Rocket Power, Hey Arnold. Oh, the amount I, I sat back yesterday after we got off of air, and I was like, "Man, there was so much cool shit we could have talked about." The Pink Power Ranger. How the fuck we forget to, forget to bring up the Pink Power Ranger, man? She she was bad. That's what that that's what sucked about just making it '90s. It needs to be like something specific with the '90s, because yeah, like I, I I kept thinking about that. Like, what cartoon am I gonna get in the mix? Um, oh man, you remember? Um, man, that was back when like, like Nick at Night was actually. Freaking Nick at night, man. Uh, yeah. They had they, they remember the show, The Wonder Years, bro. 
Yeah. Yeah. That shit was actually that shit was actually kind of fly. Like I ain't going for it. Yeah, I was like 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 nine, ten years old watching that shit. But like I was like, man, I wish my life was like that. They just got <laughs> everything so fucking simple. <laughs> shit. Taco. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll see I see oh. yeah, I'm mute, got mute. <laughs> this man talking in the mic. Big things went down, bro. Big things went down. The big things went down. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. In, in real life, in, in news world, in you know holiday world, we we met merged everything in Taco, world. This is a great day. This is the greatest four twenty ever. I got, we had I got a celebration, bro. Bro, bro, I got my four, my, my, my fucking 5G implant in my arm now. Cell reception still hasn't gotten better, but I got the first Ugh. dose. Pfizer, let's go. Um, fucking, yeah, we, we, you know, we got that news today. The motherfucker, yep. the motherfucker, it's Jake. What's good, JD? Gucci, bro. That's, my, that's, my, that's my motherfucking brother right there, yo. Guccini, man. Uh, hey, it's 420, yo. I, I went to I went to see a house today that I'm absolutely in love with, man. I was like, I walked in that motherfucker. So right now I'm in I'm in an, an apartment, right? Mm-hmm. All right. And y- y'all y'all hear my loud ass. Like clearly I need to fucking have bigger, a bigger space where nobody can tell me what the fuck to do. Bro, right. I walked in there and I looked directly up at the ceiling. I was like, damn, this is y'all a nice did. motherfucking house. I was like, this is some nice shit. I was bro. I was walking around just, just, just cheesing, just grinning the whole time. Like, like of course not at the like, like the realtor because you don't want him to see that you like, it, you know. Poker face. You got the poker yeah. face on, but inside you like, <laughs> <laughs> bro, dog. That day when I when I saw the bathroom, bro. When I saw that the bathroom had a wall that separated me from my wife. Church. That's a church. Yes. Oh. That's a that's not a bathroom, that's a throne. That's a throne. I was like, ooh. I was like, oh, I cannot wait to move into you. So we yeah, we 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 get in that process rolling. We we got in the car, and as soon as we got in the car, we waited for him to drive past. Cause you know you can't you, you know, you know he's gonna stick around a little bit, you know, to, to see see your reaction. So we we let him drive past, let him get that corner, and we're like, ooh, do you see that? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like that's like the people right now in the streets. I'm watching people watching people make it rain on CNN. I thought that was only a little Wayne thing. Bro. Like they making it rain out here, bro. I'm like, yo, like, bro, that is lit, lit. bro. That is lit, man. Uh, I could, the number one thing I was worried about is like, if it didn't go this way, I was like, damn, Kyrie Irving is about to sit out for a week. And I have mm-hmm. them on my fantasy basketball team that's in the playoffs right now. <laughs> I'm because <Yeah>. <laughs> I know Kyrie. That first thing you're gonna do, I'm out. I'm not coming back to the playoffs. Like Kyrie's really about it. Like my man took off uh, from being with the Nets to just like be advocating around the area because I'm from New mm-hmm. York, and it's just like it's crazy. But on to better things. Yeah. Let's go. At, at, least, at least it happened. We got one win. We got one win. Hey, this moment. is gonna be written in the history books. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yo, now cops about to start thinking twice. It's gonna be like, oh, like, my, my, Recounts? I better make sure. Yep. <laughs> they they <laughs> better start thinking. They, they better, they better start thinking. Yo, fuck. How does training go? Job. Good? 
how how did training go? Oh, maybe I should follow training. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah, think dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> Wait, there's more. This is my taser. There's more to come. All those body, uh, you know, cameras that they got to wear. Like I know that they've been getting away with turning them off and stuff. Like, yeah, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be changing. Like a lot of these yep. uh, younger people Fuck are getting body it. cam. I'm about to start walking around with my body cam everywhere. <laughs> like Will Smith said, nothing's changed. They just filming it now, bro. That's, that's the only difference. Yeah, we all got cameras now. Movie Yo. quality, thanks to Apple. You know, shout outs to Apple with those 4K cameras, like on the back of my phone. Oh man, I'm it's so, a so happy to be on your shirt. I I don't know, man. I feel good. Uh, all right, so we got nothing on me. We're we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. Got got a little halftime in the mix. JD, what do you say before we get out of here? Robbie, don't forget to send me an invite to that Superflex IDP league when y'all started up. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, oh, it's a bat. Oh, it's a bat. <laughs> yeah. Going down. Real competitive leagues, though. I want some killers, though. I want an assassination league, like a 16 team, big dog, whoop, whoop type league. So I could just be like, Man, I, I, I hate 14, 16 team, like, 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 like leagues, bro. Like, like honestly, no. I, what? I honestly, I, I don't, I don't like, I don't like leagues like that, bro. Like I, I, I did one, I did one where it was like, where, where, where it was like, 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 like uh, uh, Schmitty did it, and it was like, like ninety six motherfucking teams, and I was like, this is what? stupid. I was like, this is stupid. Like, and like, it had like eight copies. It had eight copies of of like, like, like so many different players, and eight copies of every single player. And I was like, I'm not doing this every week. Like, I'm not, I'm not, like, not when I'm in a million other fucking leagues. No. It gets crazy. Once you get to yeah. making duplicates of players, you, you, you've gone too far. Bro. <laughs> At least no. in my book. <laughs> Yo, the, 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 yeah. fantasy, like, the fantasy football degen mentality is a real thing. It, it is, it is, it is, it is a disease. Like, like you can, you can, you can catch it. Any one of us here can catch it. And then you just get consumed. And then, like, like symptoms are joining one too many, way too leagues than what you should possibly than, than what you yourself can actually handle. Um, possible um, making dumb decisions. Uh, possible forgetting to set certain lineups. Like, it's just bad. It's just, it's just bad. No, no. You're talking about me in college, bro. What, what the heck? I'm right here. I went through it. I went through it. I hit at that point where you couldn't pick all the rosters in time. You're not, you're just pissing money away in some cases. And you're like, okay, I understand now I've hit rock bottom. I need to just downsize. <laughs> and like, Not everybody gets that moment of clarity. And I was fortunate enough to let the smoke subside and get that moment of clarity. <laughs> but uh, I know exactly what you're talking about because I knew that firsthand. Yo, bro, hey, 1-800-GAMBLING. If you got a problem, What you have people, people that you bench and they have the good games? Don't you're so disheartened. You don't you either give up or you make crazy moves because you're like, well, I gotta compensate for benching this guy. So now you start picking up other guys that you think might do good, but then end up like pulling a hamstring in the first play or like just yeah. not showing up because you know what? You expected them to. Like it's it's a it's a it's a hole, like it's quicksand, like they say in the replacements. Once or they play a prank on you like Josh Jacobs. 
dead. Oh, Josh Jacobs. <laughs> the Raiders don't even believe him anymore. How can anyone else? <laughs> All right, we're get, we're gonna put a pin in that one. We're gonna come back uh, after this little mini break here right now, and we're gonna come back with uh, your worst sit of uh, of 2020, or at least one of the worst sits that oh. you can remember doing. Um, before this little video, uh, it's got to remind everybody, get in on the Ricky Williams 420 giveaway. You can get signed yeah. up on Patreon right now, patreon.com slash FFHustler420. Um, there's a $3 tier. There's a $5 tier. Go ahead and get signed up. There's a bunch of different tiers on there. Got a bunch of different uh, – got a, got a big community that we got going on, and we got a bunch of different dynasty leagues. I'm starting a bunch bunch of different members are starting uh, leagues. So, yeah, it's a great place to uh, network and join a bunch of leagues. I'm high as hell. Let's go. And so this video I'm bringing you, San Diego local, my man S.D. Wade, he's uh, bringing it back. There's a throwback from a couple years ago. But uh, he's been repping the culture forever. Oh. And, uh, yeah, a little bit of a shout-out. So here we go. No disrespect. I know you niggas did this shit, but we mashing. Need no motivation, no, no. I get inspiration, hobby racing from blow. Out there on the concrete, sweet, filled with drove. Puffing on some clouds, like some chimneys that be broke. See me when you see me later, nigga. I've been with a stack of figures, nigga. Smashing in the brand of Beamer, nigga. I'm on the share with my niggas, nigga. Shout out to the 5 8 nigga. Shout out to my fucking moms, nigga. Shout out to these good trees, nigga. Shout out to me being weed dealer. Only motivation is low cocaine, man. And a bitch that buys some money on her own. Her own shit. I can only pray, No time for no petty nigga. I gotta get it, stay ready, nigga. I'm tryna ball like Jigga, nigga. This money, I need it, it's just like a habit. I ball on the daily, you ball on an average. The way that I'm talking, she say that I'm managed. I got cocaine, she say that I'm Spanish. See me when you see me later, nigga. I'll be with stack of figures, nigga. Smashing in the brand new beamer, nigga. I'm only sharing with my niggas, nigga. Shout out to me being me, nigga. Shout out to my fucking moms, nigga. Shout out to these good trees, nigga. Shout out to me being weed dealer. Only motivation is blow cocaine, man. And a bitch that buys some money on her own, her own shit. I can only pray, pray, pray. All I do is pray. All I'm trying to say is bring the equal partnership. The squad, this is my yay. I'm answering my phone. Stacking chips like blades, raking in the money cause they might take me away. I'm equal with my blood, steady rolling mud. Hit me up cause I'm smashing in the brand new beamer, nigga. I'm only sharing with my niggas, nigga. Shout out to me being me, nigga. Shout out to my fucking moms, nigga. Shout out to these good trees, nigga. Shout out to me being weed dealer. Only motivation is low cocaine, man. And a bitch that buys some money on her own, her own shit. All I do is pray, 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 pray. All I do is pray. 
block and I'm at it again. I got new cards, but I ain't got no friends. And I'm chasing my ends. Fuck these niggas, I'm coming back with it again. Hold up, hold up. I know you, you might be mad, but we the homies, though. This, this song is not no thing like that. We all just chilling. You just want to get high and kick it. Hold up. I'm so You're we back. Go ahead and fucking give me a juice, bro. I was gonna die of cotton mouth, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to refill the water for sure because uh, I'm about to smoke some more bong loads here. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right, man. so I didn't do any thinking about my uh worst sit, um, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> oh, I, I'll never forget. And I tried to, what? but I, I blocked those out of my memory because otherwise you can't. Otherwise you can't move on. I, <laughs> so you got to really just like burn it out. And I, I disagree with you, bro. You got to keep that memory on my shoulder as a burnt nope. memory, where it's like that. I'm like Michael Jordan, bro. I use that shit to get up. <laughs> like I've been Eric Decker the year he went off of the Jets. Um, in a championship game on a last-minute decision when they faced the Titans because I thought that CJ CJ two K was gonna have a revenge game versus the Titans and the Jets had Rex Ryan at the time as the coach and I was like he's gonna get them they gonna do it they gonna do it they did I, not do it I lost I got I got one I got one my very first year in the industry okay I decide you know what we're gonna do a fan a fans league. Uh, my, my partner QC, I fuck around, man, and he t- he dies off into the chat. This one isn't more so of a personal me, but like, like I dig what you're saying, Taco. Mm-hmm. He dies off in the chat, and he's like, "It's championship week. It's me versus him." You know, in in a championship game, and he's like, "Do I start Julio today?" And I didn't want to be a fuck boy, so I gave him the right advice, and I told him to start Julio. Well, I was going to win, but then a touchdown had happened. <laughs> that, yeah. like, and it was so close. Like, 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 like Julio just barely, like, like the, the tip of the ball, just, just the tip. It was just the tip. It's all Julio knees, bro. It's Julio down by the schoolyard. Like, like he putting in work. <laughs> this man, this man, literally, like, 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 this the tip at the damn goal line, and you, uh, you saw that damn white chalk pop up, and I said, "No!" <laughs> I was live broadcasting too. Uh, we we do this shit on uh, during during the NFL season on, on, uh-huh. my, on my channel called uh, uh NFL Rum Zone. Uh-huh. So like, I'm already locked in seven hours of of, of commercial oh free like, commentary. You're right there with Scott Hanson. You're like next, yeah. bro. 
when 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 my my chat goes crazy, everybody's like like here's donations for your tears. Buy some Kleenexes. Fuck you, da 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 da. Like bro, bro. Oh, I I was crushed and and yeah yeah. I, I take I take it personal and I now I'm like, if you're going against me in in, in fantasy football, like, and we're in a championship game, I I might just get grimy at that fucking point. Listen, if I'm in a championship game versus people, I ain't giving no advice anyway. Yo, like literally, I, I I'll go on my show. I'm like, by now you should know what you guys are doing. But here is your advice, you know. And I'll say, but it's your team. You do what you want. Those are my two things. Is yo, you make your decisions. Like, who who was the other guy that he would have played instead of uh instead of Julio? Fuck. Oh God, I'm trying to remember. I can't remember. It, 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 I, I would have still end, ended up winning. Like I still would have ended up winning, though. Like uh, I can't remember. I'm just trying to wonder. It's like, was it like one of those no brainers where, like, I know Julio is has been hit or miss because no, just, it was it was it was funnels me, but it was it was it was a it was a close. I think it was it was the year that Austin Hooper was 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 going off as well. I think it was between mm-hmm. he could have he could have went Julio or um Austin Hooper in his yeah, like 2019. Okay. Yeah, 2018. Yeah, and I and I went ahead and I told it and I told him. Yeah, it was I was right. like, Isn't, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, it was tough. That was a tough one back then because like Julio wasn't like like you didn't know which weeks to really you know when, when to play Julio. You Listen, know, it's hard to ever bench Julio. It's hard know. to ever. You, bench yeah, Julio. you draft Julio with the full assumption <laughs> that you are going to start him no matter what. Like you don't Every draft game. Julio and then try to play matchups with him. He's one of those guys where it's like he's going to be up or down, and he's that's the investment right you you bought into when you drafted him. Right. I mean, I mean, but I could understand, like, like you know, when you're in that championship scenario, like you just want to play your best roster. Like at that point, you're looking at stat stats. Like you're looking at stats. Like all right, like I cannot fuck this up. I gotta lock this in one time and one time only. Eric like, Decker went off for 236 yards. <laughs> it was Rex Ryan. We expected CJ to go off. Dude, I made mean, a last-minute roster move, too. That's why I hate last-minute roster moves. I hate same-team player setups. It's the worst. But you know what? You remember those. And yo, I won that league three times after that. It's like a live draft league. We have, like, catered Italian food. Go up and put your picks <laughs> up. We got the big trophy. It's like $500. Three times we won it back to back. Last year we had Michael Thomas. We had all these boys out. We won the consolation bracket. So now the big debate is: my friend wants the first pick for C- CMC. I'm like, I want the second pick or third pick for either getting the leftovers of CMC, Kamara, and Barkley, or just going straight up for Barkley because no, then we I- get the pick before. No, bro, bro, no, no. You want it? You're, you're your prime. Your prime real estate, bro. You want you either want want that Derrick Henry, or you can even start building up in the back half of from from those first rounds. Like me, no, I, it I, is I a love, one point PPR league. It's a one I, point PPR league. Okay, like and it's fourteen teams. Bro, bro, I have won PPR leagues with, with having Derrick Henry. It's all about <laughs> whoever. Like I've had Derrick Henry yeah. and Aaron Jones. I mean, it was that had Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones, and like Henry just been completely fucking fine. Like, Aaron bro. Jones. Let's also not pretend that they didn't get involved Derrick Henry in the passing game more this year. Like I know he's not like he's I'm not saying he's James White out of the backfield, but we definitely saw an uptick in his receiving yeah, usage and third down true. usage this last year. And with Whoa. them losing all the wide receiver options, they will have more and, and John U. Smith with John U. Smith and Corey Davis left. So there should be more targets available for him theoretically. 
But in a PPR league, when I see a guy like Kamara go for 100 catches and I'm seeing him put up 50 points, and I'm like, that's my, my thing. Like, in a PPR league, I if I'm going to my first pick or second pick, I want to pass ca- catching back or like a Michael then, Thomas type. Which then if you're going to do that, then if you're going to do that, then, 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 then hang on to your first pick and then go ahead and take CMC. But oh. I, 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 I'm off the Barkley train. So me personally, I, I know that you're a New Yorker. I know that you're a New Yorker. I am off the Barkley train. I am not drafting Barkley this year. Like, bro, I'm just not, I don't want to. I don't want to deal with. I don't want to deal with the potential. All right, hear me out. I have a reason for that. Uh, he went to go get the damn rookie card. The, the Matthew Berry Saquon Barkley rookie card. Bro, I, I, you, all right, listen, man, look, I, I drafted, I drafted Saquon first overall. I drafted Saquon first overall when he, when, 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 when he got hurt and the year before I had had him and then he had went out, you know, middle of the season. I'm not doing that to myself no more. I'm fucking done. Listen, listen, listen. <laughs> when he plays, he's elite. Remember the year that he played, uh, that he got hurt his second season. When he came back in the playoffs, he was a monster. I drafted him first that year. I was coming in. I was in the playoffs. I'm going to the championship. And then guess what? Barkley shows up as Barkley. And that's why, to me, you can't fade a guy like this. This guy right here, it's only CMC and him. He is the most physically gifted running back to ever play. He it's has the no Barry Sanders numbers. This guy, if he gets a healthy offensive line and with the weapons that they add, he's gonna put up the ice cream. Season of a running back ever. I'm gonna put the card back up one more time. Wait, so if That's they improve the O line, he's gonna sign it one day. Both. So if they improve the O line, that's already a big if. All right, yeah, that is true. like all right. So that let's not talk about ifs. Um, secondly, That's don't get me wrong. I don't think any, I have one if left. I'm not fading. I'm not fading Saquon necessarily long term. I agree. He's a physical specimen beyond specimens, and honestly, he's one of those guys that I would call an offensive weapon, which is why drafting him at two it doesn't get that stigma of oh, you drafted a running back. He drafted an offensive weapon. How the offense uses him now that's Jason Garrett's problem. And no offense to you, Giants fans. I know oh, that no, a lot of Giants fans are not well, Giants fans. I know are not happy with the uh, no. We don't like him. Garrett. <laughs> so I got I got a question for you guys though, because I'm in a handful of dynasty leagues, and mm-hmm. Saquon has been going in the early part of the second round. What? Two 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 three super flex leagues, super flex leagues. But that's okay. why I hate playing. That's why I hate playing in one QB leagues because uh, you know it's just all the running backs that just go first. You're right. So in, in these leagues uh, that I've been playing in, there's two to three running backs. Actually, no, it's probably like two running backs, maybe a wide receiver, you know, will go in the first round along with like eight or nine QBs. But, you know, if you're in on that price for Saquon, which uh, for Dynasty League, super flex, early second round, I know you are, Taco, but Robbie, you're out on him. But if you could get him somewhere like that, does that get you back in on him or are you out on him no matter what the price? You broke my heart, man. <laughs> like I guess, like I, I maybe we can make amends a, 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 a around, like you know that that that, that too. Like, like if he if he were to fall, like if I were in a league where a bunch of people that think like me, which that would never happen. But like if let's just say I was in a league with a bunch of Robbies, and like he just fell throughout the first round, and then like I could get him on the back end, you know, in the second. Like I don't, I don't mind to be my RB too. Like. But I know he's gonna. I, I don't. I don't. I'm not confident. Like I'm not confident in him being there. I know he'll win me games, 
But then something's going to happen, and I don't want to jinx him, knock on wood, and I just don't want to deal with that headache. Like I like drafting and constructing super, super, very low-risk type of rosters. But are we talking dynasty or, or redraft? Because like in redraft, well, I really understand your concern. In, in dynasty, I'm still confident in that long term one. So that's why I thought uh, I thought the hustler mentioned dynasty I, draft. That's why I, I was sure. Like if he, I feel like if he goes down, I feel like if he goes down again this year, you can kiss his NFL career goodbye. No, like way. there's no way. Not his career, but I would say he'll he'll never be the elite player that you expect him to be. That's fine, right. but can he still be a, a serviceable professional football player after another injury? Absolutely. So I mean, I got to compare this to like AP and AP's ACL. I mean, that was like what, week fifteen or sixteen, like super end of the season. I mean, this was week two that we're talking about. He had like surgery like that night. It was when you look at that play, it was kind of like a freak like play where he just like fell like super weird. I don't think that he's going to I don't think that he's injury prone. You go back the year before with the high ankle sprain. It was just kind of random. I I mean, I'm going to remember him from uh, 2018 when he was a rookie, when he came on and just assume that that's what he's going to be because he's had enough time to heal. He's had enough time to heal. And I may be a little bit biased because in 2018, I had Saquon, uh, Michael Thomas, Patrick Mahomes, and Deshaun Watson in a 2 QB league. And so those were those four guys. Um, plus, I got Nick Chubb off waiver wire that year. And I know I had another good running back or two, but uh, I'm a little bit biased. I don't want to see him get back to that level. Bruh. Now, I get in the super flex leagues. The quarterbacks have the great value, and I don't do that many super flex leagues. But – other than quarterbacks in a dynasty, what kind of positional players really have more upside than a Saquon? When you think about he gives you running back eligibility with wide receiver skills, and he's the feature goal line back. Like to me, when you look at the upside that a Barkley offers, other than an Alvin Kamara and, and a Christian McCaffrey, there is no other player that's more of a focal point of a team's offense like even Michael Thomas the one thing that you have to worry about with Michael Thomas now is that who's going to be the quarterback and I think that affects Kamara and Thomas like if 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 we're going to have a quarterback of Taysom Hill do we really put that valuation on a Kamara or a Thomas I mean I think Thomas kind of moves well ahead of Kamara almost in the PPR setting um, just because of the fact that I, I would trust him to make that throw to come off to Thomas based off what we've seen. But I think that gets really tricky, especially in dynasty. Like he's saying, it's like long-term, like Saquon is probably the most athletic player in the game. And even if he loses a step, he's still probably top five athletic wise. It's the injury prone thing. I mean, I think that's what it is. I mean, you get injured two years in a row, you get that. No, yeah, absolutely. Like you said the same thing about Cook. And look at what Cook did last year. You you, you slept on Cook. Cook lasts most of most of the season for you at the at the at the very least. I'm willing to take a gamble on that. I am Over not willing six. to take a gamble. I'm not willing to take a gamble on a guy that's going to go out uh, in week six. Week six. Come on, like like Hustler said, the high ankle sprain. He came back relatively short from that, and then by the fantasy playoffs happening for Saquon Barkley in his second season, in the fantasy playoffs for Saquon Barkley, he was there. So yes, maybe if your first pick wasn't there as a fantasy football player, 
it hurts. But if you can navigate the waters and just get into the playoffs because, you know, your back end of the draft is good, you make good free agent pickups, and you're able to just to get into the playoffs, and then Saquon Barkley comes back and he performs like the stud he is, you are sitting fine. So in the first two seasons, I drafted Saquon Barkley both years. I won championships. Last season, I'm not going to lie, I had first pick in two leagues. I got Christian McCaffrey in one and Barkley another to hedge myself on injuries, and I got screwed both ways. But both those teams made it to the finals. So at the end of the day, I know that losing a first pick can hurt. But like you said, like we all know, if you're good throughout your draft, you can. Yeah, at that point, at that point, uh, yeah, at that point, yeah, you're, 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 it's, you know, okay, my, my first round draft pick got injured. Now I have to rely on the rest of my construction, my my team. Why not just try and avoid that right away? Um, Come on. I mean, we got to upside and bank on my skills. Here we go. Keeper question here from Jaws. Keep one. T.Y. Hilton, Jacoby Myers, Traquan Smith, Jermichael Hasty. I guess for me it's T.Y. Hilton. Um, I mean, it's a lot of uh, bottom yeah, players right. here. Um, yeah, I feel like I'll, I'll take the I'll, I'll take the shot on him having the high upside versus a lot of guys who probably aren't going to be mixed in too much. Yeah. The one thing the one thing I'm interested in, don't get me wrong, I still will go Hilton as one, but Traquan Smith interests me only because he's that deep threat and Drew Brees obviously couldn't stretch the field. If Jameis Winston is the starter and we know Jameis has the arm strength to get it down there, I mean, sure, whether it goes to the cornerback or the wide receiver is potentially a 50-50 gamble. Um, but I still think that Traquan has been a little bit um, hamstrung by the very rapid decline of Drew Brees over the last couple of years. And so I think having a quarterback that can help him kind of do the thing he does best would be interesting and could be a bit of a a sleeper wide receiver three type of idea. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that, like, fully, like, that. that's, like, perfect. Because, like, Traquan Smith, when you look at him, he has all the physical attributes that you want out of a wide receiver. But then, like, when you look at Drew Brees, he, like, what's his nickname on Twitter? Noodle Arm? Like, you know what I mean? He doesn't throw past – he throws five-yard slants to – Chad Pennington, uh, Michael Thomas. That's what we expect. That's why we draft Michael Thomas at number one because he gets, like, 100 catches because all it is is a quick dump off to Michael Thomas or, or going to Alvin Kamara. So I agree with you, especially when you saw that one play that – uh uh, what is it? Um, uh, Winston made in the uh, playoffs. One throw downfield, boom, on the dot, got the touchdown. The only touchdown I think the Saints scored in that game. So I definitely agree with you. If he, I pray to God he wins that position because then he's the quarterback I'm going for in every league. If James <laughs> Winston wins that quarterback battle, he is guaranteed oh. top. He's going to. There's, yeah, he's going there's to very win. little that, like uh, maybe five percent chance for. Peyton and Hill? I don't know, man. They like scissor or something. I don't know. He got his chance. He lived in the spotlight. He showed that you have to have a very, very yeah. limited kind of yeah. like offense for him to succeed. Teams will be able to scheme for that, and you won't win a Super Bowl with it. And you're wasting every other guy on the roster's season if you are not trying to win a Super Bowl with that team. From your lips to Sean Payton's ears. And they they restructured <laughs> and they restructured uh, his um his contract, you know. So it's at that like one year out or whatever. So I really doubt. I, I think that Taysom keeps the same role, and I think it's going to be Winston who wins out. And yeah, that touchdown in the playoffs, you know that that makes a difference. Breeze couldn't even get one, you know, through the air, and Jameis got one. Facts. Yeah, I, hey, I want to. I, I wouldn't mind if, if, if Jameis get, get, gets under center for him. Uh, if I could go, 
30 for 30, give it to me all. Oh day, my god, baby. yes. That's Dude, entertainment. That's why that's why Ryan Fitzpatrick is so great. Ryan Fitzpatrick is so great because you have no clue what you're gonna get, but you know you're gonna get a show. You don't know what it's gonna be, but you know it's gonna be a show of some sort. And that's why he's just like one of those when he plays, and like I'm a Buffalo fan, so he played for me. So I lived through the Fitz Magic and Fitz Tragics ups and downs. And in hindsight, it was a fun ride. Sure, it sucked when you were on your downs, and it was also when you were on your ups, but in hindsight, it was fun. And when you kind of take it into the context of, it was like Brett Favre, just not as good. You know, Brett Favre like, was able to get into those windows that Fitzpatrick can't, but they have that same mentality of, I'm going to sling it no matter what. And that just makes for good watching football. And the other thing well, I was going to say, we, we, know the same, we know the same pain, bro. You're a Buffalo fan. I'm, I'm a Washington fan. I get it. I, I was it. a Buffalo uh, fan, but like yeah. when Rex Ryan was there, I was there because I, I liked Rex Ryan. Like he was the reason I moved from the Jets to Buffalo, but that's a whole other story. Um, but T.Y. Hilton, I think, could be interesting with Wentz. I think he mm -hmm. might be someone that ends up becoming a sleeper because when you think about T.Y. Hilton, he hasn't had like Rivers was not throwing the ball down deep. He didn't get any kind of rapport with Hilton throughout the season. Yeah. When Rex Ryan I think that Hilton is a much better receiver than he showed out what he than what he performed last season. Perennially, he's been able to get plays. So I understand that he's gonna have, you know, the lack of speed, which is gonna hurt him, um, you know, compared to what he was in his prime. But I think overall, especially in the PPR, I think that Hilton does have, offer some upside this season, at least in the middle rounds, to be something of a of an upside play. The the fear also though, there's a lot. First, there's a lot of malice to feed in yeah. Indy because one, they're they're also Frank Reich is a very balanced offense and likes to establish the run, as you can yeah. tell by Jonathan Taylor pick, and he's a stud in and all sense. That's going to hurt Thomas if they, they resign Mac to a one-year deal, I think. Yeah, something. and he's still there. Um, and then you also got to keep in mind, they got drafted Michael Pittman Jr. Mm -hmm. in the second round. Mm -hmm. um, they also have Paris Campbell, who they drafted in yeah. the third round a couple years ago, who they constantly like to talk about in the slot. They've also got um, Zach Paschal, who is not going the mm -hmm. right way. <laughs> like He still mm -hmm. seems to be a guy that plays a good amount of snaps for that team. Um, so well, that's a lot of speed and a balanced offense. It's hard for consistency. And that consistency is one of those things that I personally, when I'm building a fantasy team, that's something that I like. It's like, look, I know you need some like high end guys. Tell you Hilton just doesn't strike me. Like you said, if you lose that speed, that high, high end of like, that's that it's not there really. So that's not really the upside guy I'm looking for necessarily. But do you Even think that's all because of rivers? Rivers was not throwing the ball down deep. Rivers was a checkdown player last season. And that's why not Hilton a lot. And I think that's where the discount comes with Hilton is because maybe his skills didn't deteriorate that much, but could Rivers have been the bigger the reason why he was so low last season? Absolutely. That's definitely part of it. I'm not trying to say that Carson Wentz's arm is not better suited for everything T.Y. Hilton has done throughout his career. I'm more just saying, like, no, even with an even if you with a theoretical upgrade at quarterback it's still not a guarantee. So what I'll say, what I'll, what I'll say, uh, uh, Jaws, uh, man, if you, if you follow the homie Herms, man, he has uh, a, a, a really, really good dope Jermichael Hastings uh, uh, article. I can't find it right now, but um, man, he, he, he has some, some good pointers on, on Hasty. If you're looking for someone to make a case, I personally can't right now. Um, I haven't, I haven't done enough, you know, to, to, to really, say anything positive um so if you're looking for, for something with some upside I, I i'd say that he's a good source bro but uh with hilton i mean the way that i saw things going last year at least everything 
happened in the way that you wanted it to, where they started off kind of bad with the rapport. I wasn't high on Hilton last year because of Rivers, so I, I didn't draft him anywhere. But he was like kind of like one of those midseason darlings who if you picked him up off the waiver wire, he had a handful of weeks where he was like, I mean, I, I know he had one or two weeks where he was like a top 12 wide receiver. And then I know he had like a, a handful where he was like um, a wide receiver too, you know, top 24 wide receiver. And I, I Hilton's old and he does get hurt, you know, in, uh, in, you know, NFL years or whatever. But I feel like with Wentz, if they get on the, the same page kind of early, it's going to be good for him. But it feels like Will Fuller 2.0. Like if he can get the right concoction to keep himself healthy, like, you know what I mean? Just don't get caught. Bro, <laughs> like, bro. Once he finally got healthy, it was good. <laughs> and he was healthy because he was on fucking steroids. I, mean, I get the right concoction, like not that concoction. The legal one? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Whatever the other guys are doing. Well, I mean, it's it's legal for players to to, 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 to smoke now um, during the off season. So, I mean, you know, like. Oh, NFL put that legal too as well, right? Yeah, yeah, they put that. They put it through legal. Didn't we talk about that on this show like two, three weeks ago, Stoner, like a month ago? Yeah, I'm doing the most high thing right now. I just realized <laughs> that, and I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's my thing about Wentz. He likes to go deep. Yeah, yeah he likes to go deep. <laughs> I'm willing to have. I'm, I'm willing to take Wentz as my QB too. Um, in in Superflex or even or even you know. If I if I load up a little bit earlier, if I get get two very decent QBs, which I tend to do, then I wouldn't mind having him as a third guy on the lineup and matchup matchup permitting playing him. He's gonna have a better line. I mean, that was the biggest thing with the Eagles. He didn't have any protection and he had no wide receivers. So now he's got a couple wide receivers, got a good line, got a good running back. It's the best situation that he's probably ever played in since his rookie season. And that was when their line was, like, really good. I mean, they won the Super Bowl. Uh, or was it that year that they won the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Either way, um, you're going to be able to get Carson Wentz low. So I think the value is good there. And um, so here's a crazy trade that I made in the Dynasty League. So I drafted Carson Wentz, I think, in, like, the ninth round because the news just broke and a couple people drafted. We were doing a slow draft, and then I picked him up. I traded Wentz and Debo Samuel – and we mixed in some random draft picks where I dropped and he raised. I don't even care about that. But it pretty much was uh, Debo, Carson Wentz for Saquon Barkley. <laughs> no, that's okay. I can fuck with that. I don't want to go get the jersey because I got the graded <laughs> card upstairs. This card's going to get signed by both Matthew Barry and Saquon Barkley. And that's going to be put in the mantle when I win the next championship versus both of them in the league. Because <laughs> I'm going to set that shit up. <laughs> I'm gonna set that, yo, that's fire right there. That, 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 that's fire right there. 